Welcome. We are back live. MassCast. It seems like it's uh, going to be a MassCast week uh, for a while. But I uh, wanted to just again say hello and welcome. Obviously on the other end of the mic or camera, you'll see Jason. Hello. My fellow Ma- agents of Mask and, and counterpart and criminal. Uh, mastermind and the whole I have nine. No warrants outstanding. No warrants outstanding. That we know of. That you uh, know of. But uh, yeah, it's been an awesome week with a lot of news, and we're going to be getting into it. But first, we want to introduce our other fellow agents of Mask. We have Bill Ferries from from MattTracker.com. Hey guys. Hey Bill. And uh, Eric Tukey from BoulderHill.net. Happy to be here as always. They're both so enthused. <laughs> I am. I'm excited. I have so much to talk about. Even with the air conditioner off, you're still enthusiastic there. <laughs> I am. <laughs> hey, it's like 100 degrees here every day. Cut me some slack. Well, we were trying, but you turned off the air conditioner, so it's your fault. <laughs> so, anyway, we want to get right to it. Obviously, our our discussion really is going to be a revolved around uh, revolution as well as kind of some insights with our mass comic series that seems to be coming down the pike and a potential cinematic universe. So, gentlemen, um, are we oh, ready? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Not potential. I think I'm I optimistic. Think I'm potentially very... optimistic. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, let's. Uh, Let's go ahead and start our mass cast chat. Jason, let's go. <laughs> okay, well, um, actually, before I, I, we get into the comic books, I wanted to give each of the guys the floor to uh, share what's going on over at their site. So uh, let's roll with Bill first. Uh, thanks, Jason. Um, not too much right now. We're kind of remaining status quo. Um, I am looking for a couple different variations of a uh, different layout for the website. You know me, I can't I can't <laughs> stay stagnant too long with it. Um, but one thing that's going to be upcoming, I'm going to be doing my um, my second part uh, chat with Doug Stone uh, in the next week or so, and then I'll get that up live. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, some of, the, some of the new news and the... Uh, the news about the some of the original cast appearing at Comic Con, so that's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah, I'd, I'm anxious to hear a little bit about their side of it and how it all came together. Um, if you guys hadn't listened, we did a chat just a few days ago with Bill Higa, who put that all together, and mm-hmm. uh, looks like it's going to be a real fun time down there at San Diego Comic Con. The lucky buggers that have already. Secured tickets, because I'm pretty sure it's sold out by now. Oh, that thing sells out pretty much the day they go on sale. Right, right. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to that, Bill. Um, And go check out his uh, YouTube channel, matttracker.com. That's where he has the Behind the Mask podcasts. And uh, 
looking forward to hearing from Doug Stone. Yep. And then uh, what's happening over at BoulderHill.net there, Mr. Tukey? Um, a lot like Bill, kind of just waiting. You know, we have a lot of teasers coming, but a lot of the definitive information is not out there yet. I've been talking with uh, Tommy Lee Edwards a little bit. Uh-huh. Who was uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he's doing the some of the variant covers on the upcoming mask series. So I'm not sure if he'll how much he's allowed to or interested in revealing or sending my way. But uh, you know, he's a really nice guy no matter what, and I've uh, been very friendly. So um, I'm hoping that maybe that'll turn into something cool. Cool and. Otherwise, you know, just just kind of keeping an eye on the news, and you know, it just keeps it just seems we just keep getting little teasers, which mm -hmm. is cool because yeah. this is the first time in so long where they're real teasers for something real. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, official stuff, which is neat. Right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to. Uh, but you can get up there on Boulder Hill. I see you've already petitioned him for some of the original drawings, so... I uh, asked. I haven't gotten a reply <laughs> on that one. We'll see. Well, yeah, he seems like a very personable guy, and uh, he is interacting with fans over on Twitter. So uh, that's cool. Twitter, uh, yeah. Quick uh, shout-out to Vaughn and Philip and Chad, who have already loaded up some questions for us, and we'll get to those in a little bit, but uh, let's go ahead and dive in uh, to what was really a surprise to me, which is the Revolution comic book that was announced uh, back in June 1st through Entertainment Weekly. Uh, IDW actually kind of had a cryptic image that they posted on uh, several of their social media sites about the Revolution coming, and then on June 1st we got the the formal announcement, and it's going to be this five-issue uh, bi-weekly event that's beginning in September. It's going to include Transformers, G.I. Joe, Mask, Micronauts, Rom, and Action Man that we know of for sure. And then um, from what some of the information has said, it will contain the origin of the new Mask series that uh, Brandon Easton is writing so uh, just this week, we've got some variant covers that came out for issue one through uh, comicbookresources.com. And then we also got the complete schedule, at least for the September releases, for uh, Revolution and some of the other uh, one-offs that will be uh, produced with Revolution, which Mask will get its own one-off uh, I guess even getting some into some more origin outside of the actual story for the revolution. So, anyway, go over to Comic Book Resources and check out those articles and, and the artwork. But um, uh, let's throw it over to Wyatt and uh, tell me what you think about this revolution concept and some of the images and such you've seen. I think it has a lot of potential. Um, I know we've discussed when... Uh, Hasbro initially said something about a mask or an actual uh, universe that they they came up with. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be honest, I'm a little skeptic. Uh, not that it can't blend well, but I, I've, I guess I've known 
mask to only really slightly enter the G.I. Joe world. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it left. So I'm a little... I'm open, but I'm hesitant, I guess is the right way to put it, and to see what this revolution will be. But looking at the artwork, uh, that's it's really impressive. And uh, I like... It's not, it's not very great, but I like the detail, what little I can see of... Uh, like Rhino and and uh, Thunderhawk, they've modernized them a little bit, but they still kept mm-hmm. a lot of the classic look there. The same with Optimus Prime and, and a few others there. I uh, I'm not a, a big comic fan. I uh, wish I could get into it, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to this, and I want to see. <clears throat> I want to see what this does. I want to see how this plays out and how they they develop this world that they've created. Yeah. So, yeah, and again, these are just the covers, so we really haven't seen any of what's actually going to be inside the book. But these That's variants, uh, I mean, they look they look really cool. Uh, Mr. Ferris. Well, I mean, I, I posted something to you guys the other day where I was, you know, I was saying that I was kind of confused. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know that we were breaking off into. Well, you know, we get an origin story in his revolution, and a mask gets the origin story of a new mask in the revolution series. Mm-hmm. So, I was a bit confused by it. Um, but picture this too. Um, go to go backwards a little bit on what um, why I was just saying. You know, he couldn't really see anything with like uh, you know maybe mask only being like with GI Joe. But when you were younger, you secretly had Transformers, you know, fighting alongside Mask. Right. Um, and while while it may have been hard for G.I. Joe to fight alongside Mask, you found a way to do it. Um, you know, whether or not you had, um, you know, Sergeant Slaughter hanging out of Rhino and, you know, going wherever the hell he was going. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you always had that, that premise of kind of combining everything and to take all these popular, you know, and, and not as popular entities and, and you know, using Transformers and GI Joe as the flagship to move these along, well, that's a pretty good idea. And you know, we're we got to be realists too. We know that Mask is is and still is you know was and still is you know obscure, but it still has its place in you know our childhoods and everybody else's childhood. Right. To to put it alongside these other entities, I think it's a great idea. I'm just I'm a little wary. Like you say that the covers, you know, we don't know what's underneath. But from my from my experience of comic books, the cover usually entails what you're seeing inside. Um, mm-hmm. Now, unless these are just special covers, um, I I, I kind of think that you know that that Revolution series is what you're going to see from the covers. I think that's what you're going to see inside. I think they're going to take a straightforward approach to the old entities and combine them into a series. I, I just get kind of confused on the mass series and how that kind of ties into it. The, uh, you know, the, the yeah. standalone mass series. Um, and we can get in that later, but I know there's a lot of, a lot of fans that are kind of off put by what they've seen so far of the, of the, um, of the new series. So, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I mean, I'm I'm excited that there's new things. Uh, I I don't care what they are to be honest. I'm just 
<laughs> I just I'm just really really happy that you know Hasbro, IDW, and whatever other entity out there um, is putting these things together, and I, I just can't wait to see what's next. Right. Cool. All right, Mr. Tukey, you have the floor, sir. What do you think of uh, Revolution? What you've seen so far? Well, it's a lot. It's a lot of different things coming in. You know, we've got a number of different covers by different artists, different styles. Uh, most of the variant covers seem to be more influenced by the original Mask series and artwork in yep. terms of the look of the characters and their uniforms. The vehicles seem to be a little bit more um, also in that vintage area, although they have been modernized a little bit, but still I would say that the variant covers are mostly playing off of the original stuff, whereas, and this is what people are kind of getting up in arms about and Bill kind of touched on it, the, I don't know if it's concept art exactly, but the the early art that Tony Vargas released of the, uh, it's the headshots, mostly the headshot of Matt, but it's Matt, Brad, and Julio Lopez, uh, those <laughs> are definitely different takes, and... My I, my first instinct. Oh, sorry. What? No, I I said the same thing when I saw Julio. It, like you just had this long sigh, and I was like, "What? What's Julio doing there?" Mm -hmm. And he's so second or third tier. So that's a that's one thing. Yeah. Um, to me, the thing that was kind of dulled my reaction. At the, a lot of people, I I would say, there are kind of two. Sadly, these are the only two camps I've seen. There are people who are upset or disappointed, and then there's the group who is kind of just like, well, let's wait and see, because pictures of characters aren't really enough to tell me if this is good or not. I'm more in that second group. Um, mm -hmm. my, my biggest thing that is that the art looks really rough. It looks really unpolished, and to me that makes me think that that's that stuff is really early in terms yeah. of the the process that was going on and I don't know how definitively representative that is I I, I don't know I, it just doesn't look like it doesn't look like final product it looks like something that you know they, they asked Tony like let's start designing these characters with these new ideas in mind and this was something that was halfway through the process or something um, you know, they're very clearly, the poses of the characters are like display model shots. They're not scenes out of a, a comic page. They're, they're just to display the character from head to toe. So I, I feel like we're probably not looking at completely final versions. Um, I'm sure we'll probably spend a lot of this time talking about the change to Matt. Um, I, I will go really quickly to say that the Venom pictures that were released were a lot less uh, different than the original source. Miles, Sly, and Vanessa all looked pretty close. Uh, 
I mean, look, it, it shouldn't be exactly the same. It's not 1985 anymore, so I do want to see some changes. Um, I don't know. Agreed. I'm happy to. I'm happy to start talking about those character changes, but I'll let someone else take a moment. <laughs> Wait, it's not 1985. <laughs> no, put your trapper keepers away and take off those neon short shorts, Bill. All right, <laughs> I will. Well. Back to the Revolution comic. Um, again, I was pleasantly surprised when I first heard about it because it just kind of blindsided me that we were going to get essentially the cinematic universe before <laughs> before the cinematic <laughs> universe, you know. Um, because several of the... Except for Transformers and I think Action Man. Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember Action Man. Yeah, Joe. I'm sorry? I don't even remember Action Man. I mean, I've looked it up, but I I don't think I had that when I was younger. No, I, I don't. I didn't remember that one at all. But catchy it's, title. It, yeah, it's sort of you know the 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 cinematic universe before we get it. So I'm curious to see how they're going to blend all these together, and yeah. then how that's going to affect when they start or when they release the movie schedule. That's what I'm kind of waiting for as far as the. Cinematic universe goes, but uh, I'm looking forward to Revolution. I'm I'm glad they're using an origin story. You know, we never really got that with the original series. We got a little bit in that mini comic, you know, but um, it's nice that they're starting it at least from a definitive point, and we're not just trying to pick up, you know, where both Mask and Venom exist. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, how they do that, and I would invite everybody to go over. Uh, I think I posted it both on our Facebook and Twitter, but there is a YouTube video through CBR that interviews basically all the writers of Revolution and what they currently write and how they're you know kind of coming into this story. Uh, it was really cool, and just to meet them and see what their history was with each franchise and. Uh, their background and such. So it's it's a very diverse group, and it's just gonna I think even carry over to the pages even more, and show that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to these. The artwork's been great on them, and again, we don't know if it's gonna be exactly what's inside, but you know when you see Thunderhawk flying over Snake Eyes, I'm that's uh, you got me hooked. I'm interested <laughs> uh, to see how much, because they could very easily do a revolution story. That doesn't have necessarily a lot of story to it, if that makes sense. It's very mm -hmm. easy to just plunk those groups together fighting the bad guys, and you don't have to tell specifics of their background more than, oh, these are good guys and good military, yeah. good robots, okay, and bad guys. Whereas I feel like the mass comic, they're going to have to do that a little bit more. They're going to tell and us where... Mask yeah. started. Mm -hmm. My my biggest thing that I guess I'm not totally in love with, and uh, is the character bio they gave for Matt for the new upcoming series. I really don't care about his ethnicity that at all. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, he was originally Caucasian, but frankly, let's look at all 1980s cartoons, and really even a lot of them going today, and there is an overwhelming representation of white guys. So, um, that's cool. We can bring someone else. But the description of Matt is weird. It makes him sound 
temperamental and I don't know like he doesn't it's not that the personality itself is bad but he has an odd personality to be the leader of mask he doesn't mm -hmm. have you know the leader should be smart maybe level-headed uh, charismatic and inspiring and this guy he sounds like an introvert with a temper who's easily manipulated. I'm like, that's not... I don't want to follow that like guy. <laughs> a lot like what? Sounds a lot like Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> and how well... I mean, he was not the leader of the A-team, so... Well, uh, I, we, I definitely want to give everybody a chance to comment on that. Let me quickly just go through the timeline on the individual masks, mask series that's coming out. Um... We got the formal announcement back in, uh, on May 2nd, and that was through USA Today. It's going to be publishing in November of this year. The writers Brandon Easton, artist Tony Vargas, and then the cover artist, like we mentioned, was Tommy Lee Edwards. And uh, I invite some people, uh, people just to go out and hear some of these interviews that Brandon and Tony have given that USA Today article, and then on the Nerd for a Living podcast and just this past week. On the Geekscape podcast, uh, Brandon was on there, and also there was an article on CBR that that interviewed them both. Um, so you can dive pretty pretty good into the where they're coming from in this uh, quote unquote Fast and Furious almost world that uh, Brandon uh, says their or style that he wants to get into, but. Just to go off of what uh, Eric was saying, here's a little uh, quote about Matt and his background. The loss of his father at a young age sent Matt sprawling into grief, and because he couldn't handle his emotional pain, he became a bit of a delinquent. However, he was always smart enough to know how to work the system. But before the mask training begins, he gets himself into some serious trouble, so he had little choice but to join the boot camp. A core part of this Not series the will be chronicled. Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> a core part of this series will be to chronicle Matt's growth from an insecure recruit to the resolute leader of Mask. Our version of Mayhem is much smarter, much more respected, and incredibly dangerous. And the best way I old. can <laughs> the best way I can describe their relationship is to think of Denzel and Gene Hackman from the submarine thriller Crimson Tide. These men respect each other because of a shared worldview, but beyond that, when Matt gets in the way of Mayhem's grand design, things go south quickly, unquote. So that's directly from Easton uh, in one of the, I think it was that, that was from the uh, CBR interview. So, Wyatt, uh, let me get your reaction to Matt and kind of the direction it sounds like he's going into for the series. Well, like, like uh, Eric, uh, the ethnicity doesn't bother me, uh, but there's a part of me that's kind of the original person. If you, if you make them one person, you make you know just follow through. But again, this is a whole new era, a whole new uh, audience that that Hasbro is trying to capture, as well as IDW. So I'm not really that upset about it. But mm -hmm. like, like Eric. The background, the character that they're building on, on or trying to place on Matt, completely the opposite of what it seems. What we grew up as Matt Tracker, mm -hmm. you know, he was a very peaceable. He had a temper now and then, uh, usually 
focused more on Scott than anybody else. <laughs> but, uh, nonetheless, you know, it was, I would call it a justified anger, like we all do when we, something's not going our way or whatever. Going back now, come on, there are a couple episodes where you're wondering why he doesn't take Scott over his knee and spank him a couple times. <laughs> you That's, that. true. That's a troublemaking kid. Uh, so is his robot, but as we digress. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm... I guess I'm just displaced about how they're making this character of Matt. At the same time, I just want to see what actually is going to be Mm-hmm. filtered out, if that's the right word, and what we're actually going to see in this end product, wherever it may be, uh, the comic books, perhaps later on, like we hope, some kind of movie or something mm-hmm. later down the road. I just want to see what's going to happen. I'm trying to keep a level head, if at all possible, but like I said, I'm, I'm a little disappointed yeah. how they wrote, they wrote the character. Well, I think you're right in the fact that it appears it's almost... The polar opposite of what Matt Tracker was in the cartoon series. You know, he was the rich entrepreneur and essentially the Donald Trump almost of his time. Um, oh, and oh. better hairdos. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe that wasn't the best, but uh, you know what I'm saying. It, and that's what that's what the main thing that I noticed when I'm looking at the mask team now is the age kind of range that they're, at least they appear to be in. You know, we're used to having the older, kind of sophisticated Matt, and the agents, maybe save for Dusty, uh, were, you know, 30s, 40s maybe, somewhere in there. Hondo was the school teacher, you know, he's, you know, a little bit older. But Brad might have been a little bit younger, right? Well, yeah, Brad, you know, being the rock star, yeah. But uh, these guys look like almost fresh out of high school. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they really set up the team. And that's probably why they're doing these offshoots of Revolution. Like for Matt, I think they're doing Mask and Rom and I think Micronauts. Is Those are probably the three more obscure... Well, they didn't... Action Man. Who knows what they're going to do with that? But they're the more ex- obscure ones compared to you know, Transformers, GI Joe, and they might just need to tell a little bit more story to get people invested moving forward. Um, I mean, they've already released comics for Micronauts and Rom, um, and I think reading from that interview, Rom number three might have some Revolution origins, which is going to be released, I think, that month. But Anyway, back to the, the character design. Um, uh, I'll pass it to Bill. Bill, what's your... Uh, I know you said you had some concerns uh, right there on the website. Well, it's not just Matt. It's it's other characters as well. Um, and just to stay... I mean, if we're just talking about Matt... Um, well, to go back to my original concerns, if... If this revolution is going to tell an origin story of the new mask, which is kind of what we talked about a little bit, well, how is Matt is Matt Tracker African American in the you know in this revolution story? And then, like, what is what, what's the telling of this? Where is what's the timeline? Is Matt Tracker? You know, there's there's a couple things that don't make sense that don't add up right away. 
And again, like you guys, I don't really care about what ethnicity Matt is, or male or female. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is storytelling. And yeah. it, so far, so far as you guys pointed out, we kind of see a giant plot hole in what we're what we're reading and what we're seeing from the initial concepts. And my biggest thing still is, well, there's there's a couple of things. One, Matt looks like he's 18 years old. Miles Mayhem looks like he's, you know, I joked that he looks like he's in his 90s, but he does look like he's in his, like, 70s. <laughs> and why why are we using Julio Lopez when you have other characters that I, yeah. I could appeal? If you're trying to reach a different audience, that's great. What about Bruce, uh, Dusty, you know, like like these guys here, Hondo, like these guys here are all characters that had little... You know they were they were prominent, but they had little story to them. Yeah. And Julio Lopez was in six episodes or whatever he was, and then he's some boring doctor who, you know, <laughs> just randomly comes in. And I, I know, he was a pediatrician. Like, Everybody loves a kid's doctor. But you know what I mean? You know, nobody nobody really had any. I mean, yeah. and in Firefly was my probably my you know one of my second favorite vehicles personally for me, but. I didn't care for the character of Lopez just because there was so little of him in the cartoon. Um, I don't and know. his character was boring. His yeah. personality. His personality was very flat. He was. There were a lot of agents in the show that were just flat and like. Yeah. Tons, I mean, like the the personality of Julio Lopez was the same as the personality of Jacques Lafleur. Was the same as the personality of all those third string. They were just. Good guy agents. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, but Nevada was flat. So basically, everybody from the later parts of the series into the racing series were flat characters, to be honest. Right. Yeah. But I mean, the original cast, you know, even Alex being an older character, he had a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So there, there are just there are things that I have concerns about. But I'm also. <laughs> Again, I'm excited about the possibilities. And yeah. my name, you know, the name of my website, matchracker.com, bears the biggest bullseye what everybody's arguing about right now is Matt Race. And I don't understand that in today's world. Um, I do and I don't. But it, that shouldn't matter. We should be really more concerned about good storytelling, to be honest, and to make sure that we, the fans who have stuck by this for years get a good story out of this and you know and just get what we deserve to see and that's masked back and back and done right one thing let me interject something really quick uh, because I did listen to I've listened to pretty much every interview that Brandon Easton has done and there was a certain mandate I believe from Hasbro and then he formulated his story around some mandates and then, so there was there's some some stuff and there's some stuff that's directed right at him and I, I yeah. think that's wrong at this point. Like you guys are saying, uh, give him a chance to tell the story first before you criticize. Um, yeah. And the other, I think the other main issue with people who are upset now is Ma- uh, Mask was such a diverse group uh, across the board, and we all knew that you can't necessarily do those characters in today's world uh, with just with all the PC stuff and mm-hmm. 
uh, it's fine. And, and as far as Julio goes, to me, he's the least concern to me out of all of those, just because you know he was in like six episodes. We don't know much about him. You don't care what they do to him, right? So <laughs> they can bring him. Yeah, they can make him younger. They can do a whole different story, or, or at least come up with an original story that we never knew. Why can't yeah, he still keep the bad mustache? Yeah. <laughs> but you know that's the thing where people are like, well, we had Honda. Why does Matt need to be African African American? Well, I don't know. And Brandon has said that there's a reason for that, and that it'll essentially be revealed once we get into the story. And it seems more logical maybe, for him to be African American. Maybe than, uh, to go the one. route of this being Matt Tracker Jr. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. What are you gonna say, Eric? It, I mean, Scott's not in this at all. Um, so maybe this is Matt's son. Who knows? Yeah. Right, well, I, one thing is that it looks like we probably won't get Hondo if they're like co-opting the African American character. And I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of room for multiple uh, African American. There's plenty of room for any right. ethnicity. But and I think it would be a shame to lose Hondo because I actually always thought he was a great character. He was probably one of the closest to being like a second in command, just in terms of his the way his character was portrayed. You know, he was very level-headed. Mm -hmm. uh, they always said he was an expert in tactics and strategy. It's like, well, that's what a leader should have. Exactly. And so and and as much as his power. Blaster was kind of generic. Yeah. There was something really cool about the fact that he his mask was just that kind of visor. And I mean, I think everybody loves Firecracker and everybody loves Hurricane the, those as well. And we've seen on Tommy Lee Edwards' variant cover, he's put Hurricane on there. So yeah. again, I don't know if that actually means anything. And one of the things I was going to say is that uh when they do these big events, sometimes you know they start the ball rolling on them so early that the story from Revolution and the story in the Mass comic may not really interact at all. Yeah. And they just, you know, they'll just give them some really quick overviews. They'll, they'll say, "Hey, Revolution guys, you need to use these five characters, and they need to kind of look like this, and you can't kill any of them." And that's kind of like. All That's what do. they did for Kenner. You know, Kenner gave those mandates for the cartoon series too, um, or DIC. They, you know, they had these books to work with, and you had right. to go with this. And you know, these characters can't die. Um, but you can kill, you know, kill anything else you want. Right, and and they do that with a lot of the the other big superhero titans, like that Batman and X Men and all those superheroes. You know, they'll have multiple books going. And you have Wolverine in three or four different comic books at the same time, and like he's doing mm -hmm. totally different things, and they're just Wolverine stories, and they don't overlap, and they don't really make a difference to each other. And I'm wondering yeah. if that's a lot of what we're going to see with Revolution, is that Revolution, Revolution and the Mask standalone series don't necessarily actually have anything to do with each other. Uh, going back to Matt being younger, it does make sense if they're not including Scott and T-Bob. Uh, 19, 20, 21-year-old Matt is a lot less likely and also a troublemaker to adopt 
uh, you know, uh, an 11 year older. Do they ever get Scott's 12? 11, Scott's like 11 or 12, right? I mean, that's right. always Somewhere been in that range. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're like kind of in trouble with the law and you're under 25, you're not going down and being like, I'd really like to adopt a 12 year old who has, you know, maybe you need that. Brother. It could be a younger brother. Level headed, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, there could be family members in mask. You know, the nice thing about mask is that the the sort of nature of it is that it does not dictate a lot of the actual people. It's a concept, good versus bad, using masks and transforming vehicles. But within that, everything else is kind of up in the air, and that I feel like that's a lot of what we're seeing now. And, you know, I'm sure that the reason that Julio Lopez is included is because they wanted to include Hispanics in the group and they want to have more diversity. And that's one of the things that all four of us have always praised Mask for is like at a time when their yep. diversity was only found in really terrible stereotypes. And although Mask suffers from it, I would argue that it was it, better than right. many. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, the I mean, yeah, Bruce's little Confucius sayings are kind of terrible, but he was not a sidekick. Bruce was a heavily relied on and valued member of Mask. He was not the comic relief. Right. Yeah. And that was really cool. And Hondo was not, you know, unfortunately, the African-American stereotype in 80s cartoons is kind of like the Mr. T character. You just have this big, strong, and usually not very intelligent character. And like I said before, Honda was the exact opposite. Honda was super level-headed, and he was one of the smartest guys on the team. So I, I do like that they are – so far it looks like they're continuing to uh, take something that, uh, you know, like, like I'm proud of Mask for having that. Like I don't have to defend yeah. Mask's diversity in a, in a, from a period when they're really – I mean, come on. The GI Joe was like the exact opposite with roadblock and quick kick and <laughs> yeah, oh, GI Joe had it too. I mean, uh, spirit. You know, he was the uh, Nevada Rushmore of mask. You know, I mean, they had those stereotypes as well. So yeah. it was a different time, and that's what I'm really excited to see with the four images that we've gotten so far on mask and mm -hmm. I, as far as uh, the color schemes and the masks the masks are a little bit different but I think they still capture the essence yeah. of the originals mainly venom I would say out of uh, both teams just looking and yes. I like what they've done with Gloria um, she has that kinda same hairstyle kinda updated though and the color schemes, uh, you know, Brad Turner, yeah, he does look a little bit like Iron Man, but uh, you, know, you got the yellow and the purple, and, I, you know, I think they've captured them well enough that we know who they are mm -hmm. without having their name beside them. So, you know, I, if, if that was the case and we couldn't recognize them at all, I can see why people would be upset, but I, I don't see any reason to really... What, what I what I really want to see more than the more than the characters is I, I want to see 
the vehicles. Vehicles that are not just the cover artist versions. Because, yeah. I mean, I love what Tommy Lee Edwards has put out. I think he has done an amazing job, and I, I would actually love to see him do the full comic. But I, I want to see what vehicles are going to make it into the comic and what they're going to look like. And tell us, you know, who's going to be in them. Is Matt going to be in... A new Camaro. The new Camaro has a great throwback vibe to it, so I'd be fine with that. And, you know, if Dusty's character comes around again, well, the Jeep looks the same as it has for 50 years, so we're yeah. fine there. But then, like, Brad's motorcycle in the 80s, they you don't find motorcycles that look like that anymore. And a lot of the other vehicles will not quite translate to the same. So I, I really want to see those, and I want to see if there's any radical departures. I mean... You know, we've changed Matt significantly. Are we going to change? Is Matt going to be driving around in a Honda Civic? Like, I mean, I'll super disappointed. <laughs> I drive a Honda Civic. It's, it fits perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Come on. But, uh, come on. As far as well, think about Gloria and Julio. You know, Julio. What was that like? A almost like a dune buggy. Yes, and if they're going to be fast and furious down the street, you're not going to be. <laughs> you're not going to have a doom buggy on your team. I'm sorry. So Wait, I don't mind them kind of. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind them kind of doing something new with the vehicles, right. like for him and maybe even Gloria as well. You know, Porsches. Eh. Wait, do you guys think they'll actually release Shark if a Toy Series comes out? I hope so. <laughs> I think they will. I, I actually petitioned Hasbro I just today. opened a new can of worms there, sorry. Yeah, well, I, I petitioned Hasbro today through Twitter after seeing these uh, Comic-Con exclusives for Micronauts and... Uh, Visionaries. That, that Visionaries Mighty Mugs. I was like, come on, can we get a shark? Or can we get Matt Tracker and Miles Mayhem on a Mighty Mug? You know, just give me some merch, man. I want some merch. <laughs> I know. Uh, and And... Uh, you know, we were we were planning to talk about those anyway. The those photos of their displays, the mask stuff was all vintage. There was yeah. nothing new. It was I saw the board game and the lunchbox. Um, now this was in the this is the uh, licensing expo in Las Vegas. Right. Those were released were released too, and they had a huge display mainly on the the cinematic universe properties. That was yeah. really cool. Uh, but and you're right. It was there was nothing. There was nothing new, which makes me think they haven't done it yet. You know, I I really wonder. It it I feel like they're trying to convince us that they are farther along in development than they are on a lot of these things, because we we haven't seen toy releases and we haven't actually had any movie news. Yeah. Since they pretty much said, uh, we're gonna make, we'll make a movie. We promise. It's gonna just it'll happen. Just trust us. It's gonna happen. You know, it's been nothing. And well, I, they're in the writing stages now, and you know who who knows how long that's gonna take months. Right. That's. I mean, we don't even have a single person announced as in the cast. You know, think oh. about usually when they tell you who they've cast, they have still a long way to go. And we don't even have, we don't have, we haven't heard about a director on board. We don't even know anything except that they plan to make it and it plans to be shared universe. Well, it it hasn't been released yet 
exactly what they're doing. If they're going to release solo movies of each property first, and then do like all, an Avenger right? style, right? Or Avengers, and then Avenger style kind of team up movie. But yeah, we don't have any of that. So I, you know, not having a an actor or director or anything like that at this point, I, I still think we're months away before we even get any more on the cinematic universe. But uh, let's take a quick timeout. <laughs> Catch our breath. Uh, let's field a couple questions we've got that are have come in. Um, we've kind of touched a little bit on this as far as Scott and T. Bob not being in there, and Vaughn asked us about creating a petition to bring Scott and T. Bob back into the comics. And I'm not, I'm not trying to laugh, uh, <laughs> Vaughn, but to me, I, it just it seems silly at this point to create a petition for anything. Because we got stuff in motion, we've seen images only, so we have no idea. Like we've been saying this whole entire time, what's going to be inside, and what you know, the what it's going to be like once we actually get a copy in our hands. So, uh, let me throw it over to Wyatt. What do you think about Scott and T. Bob being left out, and this kind of vibe from some of the fans to petition? Uh, to bring a more classic version of Mask back to start. Well, it would be nice to see them, uh, as annoying as they are in the cartoon. It is kind of the staple of Mask to see them. I don't know. I'm like you. I think it's too early to go petitioning or to be doing this, uh, that kind of request. Yes, we'd like to see them. Yes, we'd like to see a lot of our roots, I'll call it, of Mask. But we have no idea what where the story is going to go. Uh, we've touched on, you know, there's we don't know if there's been 50 different variants of a storyline that's been kept, scrapped, or pieced together. So I would venture to say let's uh, let's hold the phone at the moment for a for a petition and see what I don't know the first two three issues say, and then work from there and see if there's going to be something down the road. Because if they're going to go with this young kind of match tracker type thing, it's a fair bet Scott and T-Bob are not going to be on the map unless they use Scott and T-Bob in a whole other storyline, like maybe he's Alex's kid or maybe he's Miles Mayhem's kid, for all I know. That yeah. might be the whole storyline later on. But um, like I said, let's just hold out um, and see what happens. Maybe we'll get a T. Bob comic uh, with uh, why he has a blue arm, you know, <laughs> like they do with C. Three PO. No, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that. Uh, well, uh, go ahead, Bill. Let me uh, throw it over to you about Scott and T. Bob, and then just this general notion of petitioning Hasbro at this point. Um. I'm not really into petitioning anybody for anything because um, I feel like I've been doing that for a long time anyway <laughs> with the website. Um, I I don't need Scott and T-Bob. Um, as Wyatt said, if they go with this younger generation, then as you said earlier, Jason, uh, Wyatt would be, or um, you know, Scott would be 10 or whatever. And, you know, a 10-year-old with, or a 12-year-old with a 19-year-old, 20-year-old. You don't really have that going on. So it's kind of creepy, to be out. honest. Yeah. I, 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 uh, sorry, Eric. Sorry. Um, so I don't really see how that fits. 
Um, uh, may, the only the only way I would ever see anything with them is if they re-released Scott and T. Bob on a card that you know with the figure, the old figure. But I don't I don't think you're going to see anything um, with them in the initial stages of anything. Maybe down the line if they resurrect uh, a retro feel mask comic. But other than that, if they're going this way, I, I don't yeah. think you're going to see anything. Well, the only I and mean, one thing that just came to mind too. The only concern I would have is, uh, you know, if you've watched the Avengers or some of these modern kind of comic book movies and such, you know, they always interject a certain amount of comedy. And Scott and T. Bob were there for the comic relief. You know, let's all be real about it. So, you don't want to be too serious. I think with this story, you want to have and interject some comedy somehow. But I don't think you need two separate characters just to do that, you know. Um, well, I mean, that's we have the least con- Yeah, yeah, we have the concept art of what we're seeing so far, but we don't know if, like, you know, Dusty was comic relief too. Dusty True. might be in this new comic. We don't know yet. Um, so you know, I mean, that aspect, yes, definitely. You need something like that. Um, and and th- that's another thing too. I was thinking about the other day was, are they going to do the call-ups? Because that was a certain amount of comic relief as well, you know. Dusty yeah. dropping his pizza to head out the door and yeah. Gloria leaving her car in the middle of an intersection to go run <laughs> toward Boulder Hill. You know, things like that, you're just, it's almost impossible to do. Buddy the telling the old people that they can use the car over there and it's a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 Was, was there one where Alex handed off like a boa constrictor to somebody or something like yes. that? Yeah. Gave the, yeah. the mop one time. Yeah. He was cleaning out the the vet clinic, and you know the watch goes off, and he yeah. just hands the mop over, and there's a orangutan sitting there with yeah, this yeah, confused yeah. look. <laughs> there were there were plenty of opportunities for comedy. I agree with you, Jason. You don't need you don't need slapstick comic relief. And I think also, think about the amount of logistical time, effort, and money that you'd have to spend to have T-Bob on screen. He, he's not yeah. just an actor you have to cast. You have to pay a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of money to make that robot. Right. And I know special effects are getting cheaper, but if you're going to try to save a penny anywhere... T-Bob is probably the first to go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, let's uh, let's grab another couple quick questions. Uh, one from Philip. We've kind of answered. He says, "Hello, my friends. I'm absolutely thrilled about IDW's new mask in Revolution Comics. What is your biggest anticipation for said comics?" Um, just for me personally, I I want to see all these characters together and exactly what they're going to do with the mask origin. If they are going to do this one-off and put the whole origin in that one-off comic of Revolution, or if they're going to interject that amongst the five-issue series, so to speak. Uh, Let's throw it over to Eric. What are you most anticipated for? Well, i got different things I'm looking for. for Mask versus Revolution. For me, 
I think for Revolution, I'm just excited. I, I mean, I have this overwhelming excitement in general just to see official mask world universe coming back. And so that's probably just sort of like the overwhelming thing. Um, but I think for me, I'm most excited to see the the new vehicles. Because as much as it's called mask, I think everybody knows that it probably should have been called vehicles. <laughs> um, you know, like when you think back to playing with mask as a kid, most of us don't remember playing with the figures. They were there, but it was like you were playing with Condor, you were playing with Rhino, you were playing with Thunderhawk. Yeah. They were smaller, yeah. And, they, and that wasn't as much of an issue, but it, for me it was the vehicles, and it was transforming those vehicles. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier, is like we haven't seen or heard anything about the new style of the vehicle. So that's probably what I'm most looking forward to in uh, in the comics. Uh, I'm also hoping that at this time, you know, in the 80s, I feel like stories in general were a lot, there was a lot of formula, not to say there isn't now, but they were, there was very rarely consequences at the end of that. And I feel like... Uh, the usage of comic books and cartoons nowadays, they're they're taking these properties and they're giving us some much more f adult stories with it. Mm -hmm. And stories that matter, stories that are bigger. Mask never had more than a 22-minute plot. There were no two-parters, three-parters, anything like that. And so the idea of seeing like a big Mask story, that's pretty cool to me. So I think yeah. that's probably... Besides just, oh my god, Mask, the idea of being uh, a big story where a lot of stuff happens and develops. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Very good point. Very good point. Bill? Um, I kind of share the same sentiments with the Mask portion of this uh, that Eric had. But just to just to be, go quick, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I really want to see how like a conversation between Cobra Commander Megatron and Miles Mayhem goes. <laughs> um, you know, are they all kind of hanging out, you know, and yelling at each other? Like, how, how does that work for them if it's all intertwined? So, I, you know, it, it's going to be neat to see. I, I'm excited about, you know, seeing all the things I have in my in my office talk to each other, but not <laughs> You know, not me doing the talking for them. So, um, so that I think that would be really cool. Let me throw out there that the the plot uh, for the Revolution Number Two, it sounds like it almost centers around mayhem. Okay. Um, as I'm trying to scroll to it here, and my browser isn't cooperating. Uh, I just missed it. But yeah, I. I'm curious to see how they interact as well. Okay, here's the plot for issue number two of Revolution. It says, Rom a murderer? That's what Optimus Prime and the Transformers think. And right or wrong, there's only one outcome. All-out war. Meanwhile, G.I. Joe turns to the one person who can save the world from ultimate destruction. Miles Mayhem. <laughs> That's interesting that G.I. Joe is seeking out mayhem. You know, so it, there's. It just seems like, and it, 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 maybe this is just me. First of all, it just seems like my toy box is exploding all over the place. So <laughs> you know, anything is possible. 
And there's really no good or bad in the sense that we think there is if, you know, G.I. Joe is seeking out mayhem. And Rom, I think, who is essentially a good character, is combating a little bit with Transformers. So it's interesting how they're playing this out where there's no definitive line between good and evil. Uh, at least that that's what it seems so far. Um, I'll throw it over to Wyatt, and then we'll go on to another question. What are you uh, most anticipating out of the comics, Wyatt? Really just more like what you said earlier, just trying to figure out what the heck they're thinking about. You know, what is the storyline going to be? And, and I know that they have some headlines here, like you uh, stated with Revelation, Revolution 2, rather. Uh, I just want to see how this all plays out. Uh, is it going to be, like Bill said, is it going to be basically the bad guys uh, really just arguing with, amongst themselves who's the better? Are they going to be sitting there cursing Miles out for always going after money? Uh, you know, whatever it is, I, I just want to see what it, what really happens. I guess that's the best way to put it. What's going to happen? That's what I'm looking for. Cool, cool. Well, let uh, we'll take a couple more here from Chad. He interjected a couple things. Uh, one was a comment about Matt when we were talking about him. He said Matt had nerves of steel in the cartoon. I'm not sure about an impulsive type Matt. And I thought that was a pretty good point. Uh, it would be a, it'd be that polar opposite change I was talking about mm -hmm. where Matt was the dependable person, head of the team, and now you've got Matt. And, you know, it just could be part of the origin story that he's developing into that character or that personality that we knew in the 80s. Um, and and Brandon's going to lead into that, but I thought that was an interesting take on that, uh, having an impulse of Matt, which you know, is dusty. It, also, it could also be that something happens really quickly and early on to Matt that kind of forces him to mature and grow up, and that yeah. may be uh, giving us sort of the origins of Mask or the start of Mask is that Matt goes through some sort of tragedy, or um, I don't, you know, I don't know the exact details, but maybe that's what we're going to see, and then we will see him kind of grow into that leadership position, as opposed to in the original series, he just started in it. But we don't know yeah. why. All we know is that Matt is a charismatic Aaron Art, Aaron Eckert-looking guy who <laughs> apparently has roughly between Infinity Dollars and Infinity Plus One. <laughs> what happens, and he doesn't well, actually... That, that tragedy you're talking about, I think, was already hinted at or at least revealed, and that his father dies. So whether right. that is, has something to do with Miles Mayhem and some circumstances there, and how those two worlds kind of collide later in life, maybe that's how he's going with the story. But it's a good point that that tragedy seems to be moving him into the direction, and he almost has to join Mask uh, to, you know, rectify his life, so to speak. So, right. Interesting. I, I, and I'm okay with that. I, I just don't understand. I'm really having trouble reconciling the character description with the concept of a leader. Uh, I just, people wouldn't follow that kind of a person. They would, especially not in what I, uh, I would consider to be a paramilitary or military organization. They're just... That's not really... It doesn't really make sense. 
So, yeah. um, but but if it's a plot device to show his emotional mental growth, then you know that could be great. Uh, I would love to see more background on Matt. Uh, I, I know that the the episode where we hear about his father getting the crystal is like one of my favorites because. Mm-hmm. There's so little in the show of his background to get yeah. that little tidbit that they gave us. Like, yes, tell me more. Where did he come from, and why does he have all the money? True. He I built trains in Japan and China, and I mean, he just <laughs> he just gives people like a billion dollars, and when it explodes, he just says, "I'm glad no one was hurt," and goes home. Like, how much money do you have, man? Yeah, definitely a more uh, finite universe uh, than <laughs> his uh, you know, Uncle Scrooge type safe that he goes swimming in at night uh, next to Scott and T Bob's bedroom. Anyway, uh, another question I'll pose this one to Bill that uh, Chad said. He says, I do like the whole Miles Mayhem Mannheim. I think a code name type thing is pretty cool. Uh, and we did notice this. Um, I think it was in the first uh, actual release of the comic book that they they gave Miles this mayhem nickname more than it being his last name. Uh, Bill, do you give any weight to that? Um, well, if you guys, I mean... If I remember correctly, just about all the characters had a code name, even though they were never really ever said in the cartoon that much. Um, right. They. It was in the comics I, I mostly, right? I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure. I just don't remember them offhand. Um, but that makes sense. Um, that you know a code name would exist for you know somebody that's in a military organization that is trying to conceal identities. Um, so, that, I mean, that makes sense. Um, are they going to stay true to what they had before? Probably not. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Dusty's nickname was Powder Keg, so I think we probably won't miss that too much. <laughs> and Bruce, Bruce's was Magician, as I recall. That's was Hunter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. There were a so, lot of bad ones. You don't like Powder Keg? <laughs> I, I, I'll take the fifth on that one. He was a big powder keg, so to speak, with his personality. Well, he had did he anyway uh, like a depth charge on the back of his jeep? Like yeah, it, it, yeah. Is that what it came from? Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, no. I mean, sure. I, I don't know either. As long as the nicknames are, thanks for agreeing. Uh, as long as the uh, as long as the names are that. Yeah, I don't. I think that's okay, but um, yeah, I, you know, it's it's kind of, it, it's it's hard to hard to nitpick on that. I think. Yeah, and the the I just don't understand the reason why people have done that. Oh, I can't be any part of this anymore because they changed Miles Mayhem's name. I mean, come on, it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal, and it's not going to change your effect. He still the has going forward. He still looks like yeah. He still yeah. looks like uh, uh, Brian Cox or whoever the the fans chose for the actor. You know, uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping we still get the um, 
the really fun dynamic between Sly and Vanessa. Yeah. Because, yeah. I uh, you know, I didn't notice it as much as a kid, but now yeah. that I'm older when I watch the show, that's some of the best stuff in the episodes, is is the infighting between Sly and Vanessa, and it's so dry, and it's actually surprisingly witty. The way, you know, the way Vanessa just kind of condescends him, and yeah. Sly tries to tries to play back but he's like never quite in the same league and like that stuff's that stuff's really good and I'm really hoping that we get some of that I'm hoping that be, you know we saw those two characters in the villain uh, preview and I'm expecting that means they're in it and hopefully maybe Brandon picked up some of that as well I assume he watched a lot of episodes in the name of research air quotes for everyone not just uh, watching and, and, and hopefully he hopefully he picked up on that because that that really is some of like the funniest funniest stuff in the show for me now well I know I can speak for Wyatt we're up to I think what episode 45 now that we're reviewing yeah the T-Bob and Scott puns and jokes wear on us so quickly and I know I look forward to <laughs> Sly and Vanessa just going after each other Yes. Uh, each episode even a little bit of you know, we're not going to get Cliff Dagger but some of what he does is just simple and it's not it's not a joke for the sake of a joke you know no. we rarely see that from Scott and T-Bob where it's more comedy than just uh, a bad pun about Money or you know <laughs> whatever the theme of the episode is, and you almost so. have to take a breath and brace yourself because you can feel them coming. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, here it comes. Okay, uh, oh, we got through it. Yeah. Oh. Also, uh, I would love if we get, and I don't think we will. But the other thing is that apparently the entire animal world hates Sly Rax. That is you know, true. So does his mother. That's beside the point. True, but. <laughs> uh, any episode in which there's an animal, it, it somehow bites Sly, not metaphorically, literally in the butt. And we have literally <laughs> seen him come running out from behind a hill with his heart poking up underwear showing through. Because I mean, was it a polar bear or the it something was the bit his bears? The pandas who bit him in the butt. Yeah, yeah. The panda. <laughs> like, uh, pandas. <laughs> Jason's favorite so episode. That oh, might be okay. too slapstick, but. Stuff like that is, I don't know, I didn't quite get, I don't know, I didn't pick up on it as much as a kid, but now, it's the stuff that I didn't get that's way funnier for me. Yeah, yeah. So Alright, um, I'm sorry, did you going to say something else? No, I mean, I was just, it just goes down to, you know, if it's good writing, that's, that's what's going to matter, and, you know, some good, smart dialogue and, and good story. And these these changes, if it's good, it's going to stand up. And getting getting really riled up about changes, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, let's do one more, and then we'll kind of wrap this uh, this thing up. Um, Chad made another very good question here. Uh, which characters from the original lineup? of characters and vehicles are you most excited to see? Do you think we will get some new agents that weren't featured in the original comic and cartoon? Uh, let me throw that one over to Wyatt. 
Would you like uh, to see some original characters? Let's put it that way. Obviously, I would like to see maybe a one or two new originals. I don't. I don't want to overwhelm. Um, mm-hmm. To be overwhelmed by that, I, I think that they might try that. That's just my own observation. I have nothing to judge it on, but I'm really hoping that for the fans' sake and for um, just trying to keep masks somewhat uh, in line to the original, I would hope that they don't add too many new characters to the series. As far as the vehicles, obviously I'm excited to see Thunderhawk. I would love to see if Switchblade makes it um, Rhino, Hurricane. I kind of want to see what they do with Piranha. I, I, for whatever yeah. reason, I'm just curious how they're going to handle Piranha. If they're going to keep it like uh, with a somehow a modern day crotch rocket with a sidecar, or are they going to make it this three wheeled? Like that's what I want to see. Now? I kind of think that that's where they're going to go. I have nothing to base it off of, but. That's what I would do if I were going to switch it around. Um, mm-hmm. Just those are the, I guess, the main characters and uh, vehicles I'd like to see. Um, I really like okay. to see what they do with the characters. I, I kind of, even though if they screw it up, I kind of want to see what they're going to do. Um, okay. Like we said, with Matt's character and, and so forth. Just want to see what they, we want to see what what's ahead. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think we all are. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Bill, would you uh, mind seeing some new agents? And is there one that you're most excited to see from the old cast? Well, obviously, I mean, if they put anything new in, that'd be great. Um, you know, right now we've only seen seven concept characters mm-hmm. uh, total. Um, so if they're only planning all that set and they want to add in one or two new characters each side. I'm all for that, um, but the one I the one I do want to see back, I, I I'm gonna miss Bruce if he's not in it. You know, it's mm-hmm. that's that's one that that's one that has to be there for me. Um, I, I didn't mention it in my other article, but I was I was more perplexed of character selection of Julio being in that shot first, but then as I thought about it more and more, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Bruce if he's not there. And I really hope they, they put him in there. Um, as far as vehicles, um, they they better do shark and they better do it right. <laughs> I just wanna make sure that for all the all the years in the collected it, it got without getting its own you know, toy. I want to make sure that it's it's there in somewhat recognizable form. Um, you know, the Thunderhawk I think is going to be the same, but I just want to make sure that I want to make sure that it, it it's featured and mm. gets its due uh, its due justice. Well, along the lines of Bruce, if he's not there, if Alex is not there, I'm concerned we're not going to see Rhino and. Yeah. To me, as a kid, Rhino was almost the holy grail of the mask, <laughs> the mask side. You know, when it first came out, save for maybe Boulder Hill, that whole playset. But Rhino, if you had Rhino, man, you were 
you were doing pretty well, and you know it was more the one of the higher end vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like you know earmarking a Sears wish book to get Rhinos, that thing. <laughs> Rhino's still on the logo, the updated logo, if you really want to call that an update. So for them it, to yeah. not put it in the comic would just be baffling to me. Right. But I'm I'm thinking we're gonna get a new logo. Wasn't it on the new cover art, or wasn't it on that like that conglomeration photo? It was. It's yeah. It's on one of the. Uh, it might be on actually two of the Revolution covers. And then there was another one that came out. It wasn't a cover. It was like just a collage of everybody mm-hmm. fighting each other. I think, if I remember correctly, it was on there too. That had like an updated look to it, right? Yeah. But, yeah. I would imagine it's going to be in there somewhere. Um, Maybe it's somebody else driving it. Well, that's the thing too. You know, maybe uh, maybe Julio jumps in Rhino, the new version or whatever. You know, who knows? But yep. uh, we'll finish with Eric on this question. And uh, what do you think about maybe New Agents joining the team? And what are you most excited well, to see? Uh, so far, all of you guys have been happy to. See. I don't. I don't want New Agents. I think that it's. I think that that would be pointless. There are too many agents to draw from. Um, the only exception is if they wanted to bring in more females to the cast. Because, obviously, Mask had two women. <laughs> right. Yeah, Vanessa and yeah, Gloria. So if you want more women, then then I understand that. But you've got a, you have a man for pretty much any particular demographic you want to hit. So... I, I really don't want to see new agents. I'm okay with them tweaking them and changing their characters around, but there's no reason for it. Um, it's it's pretty clear already that my favorite character, Brad Turner, is going to be in the the series and have at least a decent role. He's been on the concept art for the new character designs. He's been on like two or three of the variant covers, so I'm not worried about that. My second favorite character, however, has not gotten any time yet, and that's Buddy Hawks. Uh, yeah. I, I always really liked him. He there was something snarky about him, especially the way he would kind of jibe at Bruce. You know, Bruce would say his stuff, and Buddy would just be like, "Oh, come on, man!" And <laughs> and that you know, uh, I also always thought his mask was a little different. So I would love to see him show up, but I, I think that that might be unlikely. And the vehicle I'm most excited to see is Condor. No no surprise there for me. We, we've got some of the, the cover art that Tommy Lee Edwards did and some of the other cover, variant covers, but again, I don't, I don't know how much those variant covers are really going to reflect what's going on on the insides of the comics. So, you know, as long as it's a green motorcycle, I'll probably be pretty happy. <laughs> what if it's blue? Why, though? <laughs> why? Yeah. It's not me. I didn't do it. I'm just saying. I, I think the color scheme would be there, and I think I'm excited as far as the vehicles go. You know, we all have in the back of our mind that Thunderhawk's going to be a new Camaro and stuff. I don't, I'm curious what they're going to do with Switchblade because it was more or less a custom mm-hmm. vehicle, and even Wyatt, when you know when we wrote the script, our movie script, we used it more as one of those huge cargo uh, like plane slash helicopter 
right. vehicles. So it's going to be interesting to me how that works in. And my favorite is if you've listened to this podcast for uh, any length you know, of time. Any length of time, yeah. <laughs> it, I you know I like Hurricane, and this whole Fast and Furious stylized thing. I can see them going maybe retro with one of the vehicles. And I mean, really retro or classic. They've done and, it in the Fast and the Furious. He's used the was it old Challenger in the first one. Charger. Yeah, was it, it a Charger? Charger? Yeah. Okay, but I mean, it was a it was a vintage car and yeah. vintage yeah, it was muscle, muscle cars. Car. Muscle car. <laughs> vintage muscle cars with the steel frames and stuff that yeah. that would fit right into a urban assault trend. I mean, that yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. But we're well, all in that's agreement. That's kind of where. We're all in agreement, though, that we're going to boycott everything if Scott and T-Bob are in this, right? <laughs> I wouldn't count anything out at this point. You know, maybe Brandon's lying to us, and you know, uh, it's, it's all Scott and T-Bob. Yeah, Matt Matt rides uh, T-Bob. T-Bob is the new Camaro. Uh, he talks like Kit, you know. Oh, with that weird voice, you know. <laughs> Well, and with that, uh, we'll all have nightmares tonight, right? We all yeah, will. Yeah. I will. Well, <laughs> one final point on that note was, you know, we conducted a poll, I don't know, several months ago, right after the comic was announced, and it, we had several hundred people vote, and it was more or less, how, what percentage do you want to see this new comic Uh Compared to the original, and I think everybody was in the. I mean, it was like, you know, 100%, 75%, 55%, 25%, 0%. You know, most people were in the 50 to 75% range, and I think from what we've seen so far, at least with the character images, we're in that range. Um, again, we don't know this the background to the characters yet, so maybe it will dip a little bit, but for me, I still see that happening and we're not going to get too far removed from the classic series uh, you know, moving forward. And I don't mind a new agent. I don't, I really don't. Um, as long as it that person fits well, you know, within the story and it's it doesn't feel like uh, you know, pushed on us or anything like that. Um, well, let's Let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up. And I, what I wanted to wrap up with was uh, just—I think it was just a couple of days ago. You know, we heard about these exclusives going to be released at San Diego Comic Con for Micronauts and Visionaries. And I—what do you think is going to happen? Maybe give us a little prediction over the next couple of months. Um, you think maybe we're going to get a uh, announcement about? The vehicles, maybe a new toy line, maybe some exclusives, even at this year's Comic Con that they haven't revealed yet. I know we're we're getting close; it's maybe like three weeks away. But uh, do you, can you see some? Can you see the original shark in the original red and white striped box? You know, as a exclusive at next year's Comic Con. Uh, let me throw it over to Wyatt. Well, as secretive as they've been with Comic Cons and stuff, I, I'm, I'm probably the pessimist, but I don't think anything's going to be announced whatsoever. I, I think it's going to be very, mean. yes. I think it's going to be very closed lipped, and I think it's even going to be a little closed lipped 
for potentially the next Comic Con, unless they do something, unless they produce something this year. I mean, they are anticipating. I think the ID, IDW's comic strip is going to be produced at November, this November. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the maybe they might do something this November. Yeah, maybe they might do something next year, but this year, I honestly think nothing will be said. And the only thing that's going to be mask related is going to be our that's old voice comic. actors sitting there. Oh. And and that's all. That will be it, unfortunately. I would I would tend to agree with that, uh, Bill. Um, at this year's Comic Con. Just I, overall, not necessarily at this year's Comic Con, but what what do you anticipate happening in the next few months? Anything? Well, any news? In the next few months, I would say nothing. But I'm going to say within the next year, I'm going to have to figure out a way to add more room in my office. <laughs> new items. I I I can see something. I I hope. Okay. I can see something. I think. Like, there's too many things happening, and for you know we had we had zero for 30 years other than us, and then now we have all of this happening. And if it if it catches on, like if the comic starts if if the comic sells well and people are a buzz about everything, of course Hasbro is going to do something. You know, it, it, that's just the nature of how things work. Now, whether or not it, it ties into the movie, the comic book series, the, a new cartoon, I don't know. But I, I definitely see within a year that I'll be expanding something. I don't know how, but I will do it. So. Let, me, <laughs> let me quickly add on to that question, too. What are you guys doing when the new comics hit stores, hit online? Are you downloading? Are you buying physical copies? Are you doing both? What are you What are you going to be doing? Physical. Physical copies. Yeah. Let's get physical. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt, I know you're not necessarily the comic collector, but no, but somebody, I think I would still like to have the nostalgia. Of it. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I was going to say, as somebody who doesn't necessarily collect comics, are you still going to go out and get the comics at this at your local comic shop? I think I will, if nothing else, to support the effort and to say I was, you know, we had some kind of niche in getting Mask into this progressive state because, like Bill said, it was stagnant for who knows how long. Yeah. And whether we had, you know, a 0.1% influence or not, we at least had something to do with it with our fan base. And that's collectively, not just us as Agents of Mask. I'm talking yeah. Boulder Hill, yeah. I'm talking Matt Tracker, I'm talking whomever else that's that's been really pushing for Mask to yeah, and all the birds of the series and the, and the, and the toy line that, that back our sites. Um, by us, I meant, you know, small niche group. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Eric, it's up to you, bud. That's me. Um, <laughs> that is you. Well, the thing is, there's two potential people to show off stuff at San Diego Comic Con. That's IDW showing comics specifically, and then there's Hasbro showing who knows what. Um, My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> sure, actually, I think. Yeah. You got a new I have movie a feeling. 
Yeah. Um, my guess is Hasbro's going to have nothing or next to nothing. I think it's still too early for them. As far as IDW, my guess is that they might have um, some blow-up pictures of the variant covers, um, something like that. But I think they're also going to be relatively closed-lipped. Uh, I think it's just too soon. I think the the buzz is building, the interest and the the mystery is building, but you don't want to show your hand until you're really ready to to send things out. Is my guess. So I, I think that while if you can go if you're going to San Diego, you've got a great opportunity to go talk to and listen to the original voice cast. Uh, I don't I don't think that you're going to have an opportunity to to get a peek at the stuff to come. I think that we're I think we're still a little ways away from that and as far as the comics I am a comic book person and I will be buying the print copies, I'll buy all the freaking variant covers and then I'll probably <laughs> also buy the digital download codes and yeah, it's just going to be a sad, sad day for my wallet as I just here just ring it up, <laughs> ring it up, ring it up. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be picking up all of those, and I'm I'm just hoping they're good. But you know, we still have a little bit of time. I'm hoping that in between now and then, maybe we'll get a little tease of some of the interior stuff, and maybe get to see something that is a final product from Tony, uh, Tony Vargas, that, that tells, you know, hey, this is what it's going to look like. This is this is going to be printed. This is what to expect. And then maybe that would be something to talk about. Yeah. I'm banking on hopefully by, like, maybe the end of July we get to see some vehicles, some, like, actual vehicles, like they teased us with the characters. Yeah. Um, you know, we're it comes out in November, but as Revolution gets here, obviously we're going to see what's inside there, and if it matches what's going to be in the Mask series, then I would hope we'll get some teasers, more teasers, uh, within the next month or so. But um, I, I kind of agree with you guys. I think it's early. I think maybe at the earliest we might get something... Maybe at what Toy Fair, which is in February, but I think we're still at least a year out as far as toys or merchandise goes. But you know, I I don't know. One thing I did want to mention: my attitude towards this is kind of like the new Ghostbusters movie, where yeah, there was a pretty crappy trailer that came out that everybody downvoted, and the and the you know the newer promos and, and TV uh, commercials and such for the movie make it seem a lot better. But look at the peripheral stuff that we're getting. And I'm not going to rub it in because I know you guys haven't found it yet. But you say it. We got, we got, that, we got that green drink, you know. We've gotten uh, those awesome... I haven't gotten that food. green drink. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> We've gotten those original, like, what eight inch figures at Walmart? We you know there's so much. Tons of, of Lego sets too. Yeah, Lego stuff. 
there's so much brought about just from this new movie that whether you like it or not, you know, you got to be oh. a happy Ghostbusters fan at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the way I'm kind of approaching this. You know, this might not exactly be the ideal thing that we imagined in our heads we would get 30 years later from Mask, but I honestly feel that Hasbro's bringing it back, and now it's it's kind of uh, you know a part of this universe, part of this Revolution comic, and that we'll get some of this. Uh, merchandise and stuff that we've been wanting for a while, a, a few exclusives here and there, but you know maybe we'll get <laughs> the Mighty Mugs with Matt Tracker and all those, the the classic versions and the newer versions. Uh, you know stuff like that is what I'm really looking forward to. Um, so uh, you know we'll come back and we'll probably critique it once we get our hands on that first issue and really break it down and we can actually give some honest opinions instead of trying to guess uh, and we'll probably do the same too you know with when the we finally get the movie announcements in the whole cinematic universe and it gets revealed which that might be a year or so from now but or more I, right I've been kinda of surprised because I'm really I've just within the last couple of years I've gotten into comics and I decided what the heck I'm gonna take a look at Micronauts, I'm going to take a look at ROM and what they've done since they're going to be a part of the universe and I'm going to have to know at least a little bit about them. Uh, wasn't really impressed with Micronauts or at least it didn't pull me in uh, the first issue and then ROM, I got the free comic book uh, that they released on, on comic book day this year. I was really impressed with ROM. It's kind of like, if you guys haven't been in it, it's more like... Uh, uh, it's like RoboCop meets uh, Predator, or uh, it's it's really it's different. It's different. Awesome. It's almost like RoboCop versus uh, The Walking Dead. And That'd be a better movie. It's I thought it was really cool, and I'm I've actually gotten really into that series. Um, and they've released I think the first first two issues now. Or maybe it's just the the number one issue, but anyway, I'm getting kind of excited about these other properties that I don't know anything about, it, just for the buzz surrounding Mask being a part of this, you know. Uh, so I've caught the bug, but I don't know. I, I the fans the fans are always going to be there, and they've been really great. I mean. I don't know about you guys as far as the sites and the social media goes, but there's just a lot of buzz right now amongst the the faithful, I'll say. And it's been really cool to uh, just to interact, whether you agree or disagree. You know, Mask is relevant again, and that's yes, the it cool is. part of this. So we've been waiting a long time to say that. Uh, but that's what I'm taking away from this, and, you know, like I said, I'm hoping for some new stuff, new teasers here and there, but when the comics come out, yeah, I'm going to be downloading, I'm going to be going to the comic shop, and I might be, this might be the first comic that I'll actually uh, essentially subscribe to, you know, through the local comic shop, but um, I'm looking forward to it, so. Well, I just want to thank, before we head out of here, uh, Vaughn and Chad, Philip. And uh, everybody that's kind of tuned in tonight, uh, appreciate your questions. I know we didn't, we got to some of them, 
but you know we could go on for another two hours, and I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. run out of things to say. But <laughs> we better, we better, uh, we all have uh, day jobs too. So anyway, um, let me just uh, give the floor back to, uh, to Eric and to Bill one more time. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Start with you, Eric. Oh, just, thanks for having me on. It's always fun to talk mask. Uh, I know it's tough to wait because we uh, we it feels like now we're so close. But uh, you know, just keep your eyes peeled. I guess for anybody out there who's like wants to know more, watch Facebook, watch Twitter, watch all of our websites. You know, all three of us. If one of us hasn't caught it, it probably isn't out there. Yeah. So An another really good resource is the Facebook groups like PNA and. Uh, there's uh, several on toys. There's the Matt Tracker form. I mean, there's several mask groups that you really need to plug into. Whether you're buying, selling, or just want some news, a lot of those, uh, they're really active. So, uh, Bill, any parting shots? Um, no, nothing that Eric hasn't already said there, but... Um I'm, I'm, I'm upset that you haven't sent Eric and I at least one can of Vector Cooler. Um, <laughs> right? So well, I said the, the words. Um, so I, you know, I, I you know, I'm just, I'm just upset. That's all. We over can go have these on a hundred dollar case. There we go. We get six cans. Over the last week, I've seen a lot of people find the juice boxes. So make sure when you're going to the store, not to just check the soda area, but I'm check a, the juice yeah, box area. I'm a 34-year-old man. I, I'm a 34-year-old man walking through ShopRite and Walmart. And the Excuse me, sir. Do you have any ecto cooler? Trying to find IC for myself. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I was I there. I was there Memorial Day when it was supposedly been, you know, released, and the Coke guy was stocking the shelves, and I said, excuse me, sir, do you know anything about the re-release of Ecto Cooler? And he looked at me like I was from Pluto. <laughs> he had no idea. He had it all in his truck. And, and then I had to go through this, like, 10-minute spiel of, uh, it used to be this drink, it had Slimer on the box, and it was part of the Ghostbusters, and it's green, and it's awesome, and he's like... <laughs> Uh, I, it sounds cool. I'll I'll look into it. You know, so I I was like, just sure. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that. You know, hardcore of going from store to store and asking. Well, and you know, like, uh, you already have some. But, yeah, you already have some to hoard away with your kids. Well, they had some and. Open yeah. up your own 80 site and start blogging, man, and then they'll send you some cool stuff like that. That's all I've got to say. Fine, Eric. It's you and I open up our own competing website. <laughs> all right. We'll call it... Uh, I don't know. We'll have to think of a good name, though. I don't have anything offhand. Maybe Wyatt can help us, too. He can get... We discovered the yeah. com. <laughs> I can help the you out, but I'm kind of on, on hook for Jason, so it's kind of like... Well, <laughs> but we, we can pay you in potential ecto-cooler. <laughs> you know, I don't even remember how that stuff tastes, so for, my, for all I know... It I don't like either. That's why I want it. I've yeah. got six cans still left in my beer refrigerator. <laughs> I'll be down I will whenever... Mark, I, I, will, I will put your names on two cans and send them to you if you don't find it. I I'm having no luck, so... I was and at the grocery. Don't give me any BS. You better be looking. That's I all there, I gotta. Say. I was at 
We have Ralph's as our grocery store. I was there yesterday. Ralph's. And okay. I have a very, very sweet and kind and patient girlfriend. I said, I need to go check the kids' juice box area. <laughs> and bless her heart, she doesn't also call uh, Chris Hansen and, you know, put me on the catch a predator. <laughs> she understands I'm not terrible. I just want this stupid drink. And it is the most embarrassing, awkward thing to try to explain to the shell, the stocking people there. Like, do you guys have Ecto Cooler? What's that? The high seed juice box? Yeah. Uh, I know it. Well, we still got two weeks or three weeks before the movie comes out, so uh, I'm still going to be looking, but I just will be in silence when I look. <laughs> With my head down and a hat, you know, pulled way down over my eyes. Yeah, but you can bring the, your uh, kids with you, though. I don't even have kids to bring. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care, man. They don't remember this stuff. When they drank it, they're like, mm, okay. No, yeah, but you can bring them <laughs> with you to search. <laughs> yeah, they're like, my son really wants this. No, trust yeah. me, it's my son. My son wants it. not me. My the nice, kid nice. loves it. <laughs> I could I could see why it going down one of those aisles with his four month old in his hand. He really wants this drink. He has to try it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just say baby formula. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Wyatt, you want to take us out of here? Are we allowed to yet? You guys are going on a roll right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. We might be rolling for a while. <laughs> well, it has been an awesome time again. I want to thank Eric and Bill for coming online with us and chatting uh, about the future of Mask and whatever that might entail for us. Uh, great to have their insights as always. Uh, also, <clears throat> great time chatting with my good buddy uh, about Mask. And, uh, you know, it, like I said, we, we don't know what's going to happen, but we had a great part in this. In some way, we want to keep Mask alive as best as we can. So until then, uh, until the next time, I'm uh, Wyatt, that's Jason on the other end, and thanks for watching and listening to Massacast Chat. Mm -hmm.